Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on Sense of Soul, joining me from the other side of the world, we have Camilla Visnes. Camilla connected with me about two years ago. She's the listener of Sense of Soul. She was awakening to find her light within and has a true pain-to-purpose story. She is as strong as her Norwegian roots are, and like myself, has always saw Thich as a great teacher. But it is her deep love for Mother Earth that I find is so inspiring. So please welcome my soul sister. So yeah, I wrote, it was the 2nd of June, 2022, and I speak to Mother Earth, Shana, a sister, a divine mother, a goddess, and an ancient soul. The gratitude I'm feeling now as I'm finally connected with this amazing, wise, beautiful woman goes beyond. I feel the wholeness of my soul that she's going to teach me so much about all of this that I'm now trying to comprehend. I know you sent her to me for a big reason, many reasons. The energy I feel when we connect is vibrating. I'm feeling whole. And connected to all of what is. The doubt that I had is as good as gone now. After all this time forgetting my soul and my spirit, I know I can't be impatient to remember everything. But now, having a sister like Shana in my life, I know that I'm in the best hand and I get great guidance. Sometimes I feel like Shana is you, that she is Mother Earth. I can see my purpose and the light is brighter than yesterday. I can't wait to get started on this beautiful journey with her and bring our strong, divine, feminine energies together. You are not going to be forgotten anymore. And I'm really excited to be reconnected with the souls you are sending to me. I know that being connected to a woman like Shana, we are going to make this world a better place. And I'm forever grateful. Something in me tells me that Shana embodies you, Mother Earth. Maybe all of us do, but I think she is a vessel. I'm so blessed to be connected to a goddess, Goddess Sophia. I love her. Oh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Um, love you, love you, love you. Thank you so much. If I had to describe you, I would say a lover of Mother Earth. I see you as a fighter. I see you as a warrior, goddess, kind and compassionate. Even though you're not a physical mother yet, I see you as a mother. I see you as nurturing and caring for those in your life. And you're the only person who's ever FaceTimed me from the middle of the ocean on a kayak. (laughs) (laughs) Or on a deserted island, just camping. (laughs) Somewhere in Norway, underneath the northern lights. I remember also when I first 
connected with your energy. Mm-hmm. And I was actually in this room. <laughs> this is my this is my old house where I lived up until I was seven. I was laying in my bed listening and I was looking at probably this was in the beginning of my like conscious part of my spiritual journey. I started to like understand what was beginning to unfold. It was weird because your podcast was just there. And I hadn't really used my podcast app to to listen to spiritual stuff. So you were there and I listened and I remember the sensation I felt of like the deepest wisdom and understanding like I knew in that second I'd never been in touch with like I hadn't started to discover like past lives or anything like this but I remember I knew that you carry wisdom that it's been growing for so many lifetimes and you have been the pioneer within your field for all of them so I remember that it was Big feeling, you know, like, I don't know how to explain. And I heard that you need to text her. Take your time, but you need to text her. You welcome me with the biggest, warmest part. And you have taught me so, so much. And the way you managed to have so much wisdom and knowledge about all this complicated stuff, because that's what it is. Like, it is complicated. Not easy. It's not easy, you know comprehend the information that you possess but the way you do it so graciously and givingly and unconditionally also you have taught me like a mother so I feel no I'm also (laughs) 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 it's been a special journey and I remember the way you saw me it was a long time since anyone had seen me like that so it was nice to have the feeling of coming home to myself with the company of a soul that I had known for a very long time. Because you have also been a Norse goddess, man. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the minute I met you, I knew you. You know, it wasn't like meeting you for the first time. It was like, ah, yay, I found you. You're Mm -hmm. definitely... You know, in my soul family, and I felt immediate connection. And there were times where I feel like, you know, because you worry about your friends. And what's amazing is that even though I had worried, I knew you would be okay. I I think I knew more than you knew that you'd be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because I just deeply felt there was something higher than us that was guiding you as long as you leaned into that and trusted that you were going to just be fine and you have been beyond fine (laughs) it's funny because you know i have 444 in my id number like that and throughout this journey i like i started to like numbers it was just thrown at me i'm like at this one point, I needed to start to look into this. But I didn't need to learn anything. Like, I didn't need to watch, like, YouTube movies or Gaia for learning about numerology. Because it was like something understood it for me. Mm-hmm. I understood it as probably my higher self. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah. So this is what I've been doing. Like, I've been getting numbers and I look. And it's been magical i reflected a bit before we started this 
I did my thing with the numbers, and then I say, okay, it's two plus five, it's seven. And then mm -hmm. it's eight, and I divide by two, so it's four, four. And then it's 20, 23. So we end with a seven. So oh. it was seven, four, four, seven. And I was thinking, I wanted to look it up. First, I actually tried the Bible, but then nothing came. It was nothing. But then I searched in the Quran, and I got four, seven, seven, four. And it was just very interesting what was written. Oh, really? What was written? As you know, my husband is still Muslim. So I tried to like learn from the Quran about like, I want to read and learn myself to interpret it and read what I read. So if Mary wondered, my Lord, how can I have a child when no man has ever touched me? An angel replied, so will it be. Allah creates what he will. When he decrees a matter, he simply tells it, be, and it is. And Allah will teach him writing and wisdom, the Torah and gospel. This is in the Quran. Mm -hmm. I just heard recently that the Quran has a different story, or a similar story, but a different interpretation on the Garden of Eden story. Like with everything. So I'm starting to get the feeling like, the things that are considered bad from the outside mm -hmm. when you are not like learning from the inside of it and you're not reading yourself is what comes out as the bad in the world, like on this planet. Well, so, and I think man, you know, intentionally to control people, you know, in all religions, they took these Bible verses and they used it to something that benefit them. Hmm. Was a way of putting us into system. So it says one translation indicates that the Garden of Eden was in heaven. And it says, Adam, live with your wife in paradise, the garden, and eat as freely as you please. But do not approach this tree, or else you will be wrongdoers. While the creation of Eve is not described in detail in the Quran, it does make it clear a mate was created with Adam from the same nature and soul. And it is he who created you from a single person and made his mate of like nature in order that he might dwell with her in love. So then it goes on, a perpetual residence beneath which river flows wherein they abide eternally. The fruit is from a tree in heaven. It was not a metaphor or a sinful act or any act that Adam or his wife Eve committed. It's a forbidden fruit. It is not an apple. The, we just assumed that it's a freaking apple. It's <laughs> The fruit is from a tree they called the tree of eternity. And we said, oh, Adam, dwell you and your wife in paradise and eat there from in abundance from wherever you will but don't approach this tree lest you will be among wrongdoers then satan whispers to him O adam shall i direct you to the tree of eternity and possession that will not deteriorate and adam and his wife ate from it and their private parts became apparent to them so it was adam disobeyed his lord then his lord chose him and turned to him in forgiveness and guided him. 
So it's a little bit different because I mean, like the story that we've been sold in Christianity and in Judaism is that it was Eve who made the stupid mistake, of course. This is the thing, like when we go back to the history like this, sitting now, like this, it's also like even in my country, in Norway, how many times I've heard people say like, if someone charged anyone for rape, Mm -hmm. you will hear like 10 people saying she's wrongly accusing him. Making it up, like, and it's the same thing. Like, this was probably what happened back then. Actually, if you were raped, that was considered adultery, and your Mm -hmm. husband could leave you. Can you imagine? I'm glad we have developed from that. It's still happening in the world, also. Like, it's considered adultery, probably somewhere, either way. So, it's still around, and it's It's insane. And then you have (laughs) Mary Magdalene, who was named a prostitute. When she wasn't. Well, I think the Pope finally did come out and say that she was the apostle of all apostles. And now you have people like this woman, Elizabeth Schrader, who did research and found that Mary Magdalene was Mary of Bethany. And Mary was not a prostitute. She was from a wealthy family. Her brother was Lazarus. And so we had it all wrong. And I feel like in discovering that we gave her a voice her true story but we've been suppressed buried raped actually i just recently i wrote about this like all week (laughs) when i think about mother earth now i i like connect it to sophia the goddess sophia because in the story in the gnostic gospels in the garden of eden she goes into earth But the archons take her and they rape her and they abuse her horribly. And so this is just the allegorical story. But when I think about Earth, what we've done to Earth, we have raped Earth. We have burned Earth. We have abused her and littered her. Diminished her. Took her for granted. Same things we are doing. Trashed her. So if you could imagine your own mother, your own mother, who loves you, who has supported you, who gave you life, that she was taken prisoner, raped and abused and burned, trashed, littered, soiled, how it would make you feel. And that's what I think that we have to feel. We have to connect with that empathy because it's the empathy that awakens us, awakens something inside of us. I remember when I first started to connect to Tignatan and he awakened this. I'm here. I'm not non-existent. I'm really here because I'm not uh, lost in the past, in the future, in the noises inside and the noises outside, I'm here. In order to be, you have to be free. And free from what? Free from the thinking, free from the anxieties, free from the fear, free from the longing. You can hear the call of Mother Earth and you say, Mother, I'm here. 
as a child of yours, as part of the world. I am free. I am free from all these things that prevent me to be and to enjoy myself and to enjoy the world. I am free is a strong statement because many of us are not free. I've always been connected to Mother Earth and nature and ever since I was a kid, but he awakened something different about it, like where I started to manage to see like how we stamp on our heart instead of kissing our heart. What he believes that we should take every step like a kiss to Mother Earth, like this is how you can graciously live your energy, live your soul on a planet that we have trapped and taken this. It was so significant. I remember when I first opened my eyes after doing like a meditation, after implementing what I learned, I wasn't sad. I was disappointed for sure. Like I felt very dis huge disappointment in myself and humanity, like what we have managed to do and that we do it so carelessly. And it's like the most common thing to hear if you start to say anything about that you care about the environment and nature. It will be like, but what's the point that I do it? Because the neighbor doesn't do it. Like, and recently I've started to say like, but do you do it for your neighbor? Or do you do it for the heart of what keeps you here? Start to see it from a place of love instead of a place of laziness. And I think we should call it for what it is. Because it is lazy. And it is horrible. It's not about making anybody feel bad, but it's to wake up to the wonders that we have mm -hmm. and to take care of that because we are made with hearts and those hearts have a lot of love when we connect to that. We can use Mother Earth to amplify this. Like for me, to heal from chronic disease, I spent 90% of that time sitting outside in every kind of weather connecting to Mother Earth. Because she took care of me. Like she always has. That's one of my biggest wish that everybody gets to feel that feeling because I know in the second you even get to touch that feeling again, it will, it will start to take more care. Because as you know, I was diagnosed with a chronic disease and I was very sick when we started to talk. And I did a trip to Thailand. And I got like the realization I needed to start the healing when I came back home. That was when I was always out camping and just communication with Mother Earth. And it's the, it was so lovely. It was the most, oh, it was so harmonious and safe and warm. And even if it was cold, it was still warm. It was no problem. I reached the point where I, I was guided to go sit outside in the moon. I was guided to go here and there. So I, I listened and the day I healed, it was so magical because I didn't have any feeling coming up to it. I had just been doing my meditation and I also doing your program. And <laughs> this was just after, I believe, when we did the Reiki healing, I was healed. Like I had vomited for almost two and a half years. Every time I ate and suddenly it just stopped because as we did the Reiki healing, it came to me that I needed to forgive 
I needed to start forgiving. And you remember, <laughs> we felt like it was a lot of people standing around me when we did this. And, and you did your part and I did my part. They just assured me, like, you're not alone. We're here. You can like this. It was just a very confirming feeling. And that day I forgave two people that have raped me. And I set them free because it was no point for me anymore to go carry this. And my grandmother and grandfather came to me. And all of this happened in like less than 10 minutes. They had challenging relationships together. And my grandmother forgave my grandfather. And we did it like in <laughs> together. And this day, the skies, the clouds, they were so low and it was heavy rain and it was gray. And my two friends, they were sitting inside the house and I was sitting outside on the balcony when I did this meditation and I was not prepared that it was that kind of meditation. But it was, it was planning. I was, that was when I was going to do it. And for me, it didn't become any like super emotional and it was just very releasing. It was liberating. And my two friends, they came out after a while and Instantly, they started crying. Like two grown men started just bawling. And I'm just sitting there like, I was with my eyes closed. <laughs> and I look at them like, why are you crying? Because, and I look out on the fjord and on the sky and it was purple. All the clouds were gone. Absolutely everything. It was almost no clouds. All shades of purple. It was rays coming down. To my grandmother's house. The sun was on the total opposite of the planet. And I also felt it, but I was in my meditation state. Still, I'm quite good at maintaining a meditation state. So they said like it felt like it was vibrating in the air and that it really shook them off. And they, the rest of the day, like they were just like, we just want to see what you do next now. Like we would just want to be in your presence, if it's okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I knew like everything I was doing, I was going to go down to my sacred place and I was just going to say thank you and be like, I was just very appreciative of everything because it was the emotions I felt. Like it gave me everything I needed to just continue this road. It was truly, truly magical. And we came down to the sacred place. And they were a bit like curious and excited because they had seen what happened earlier. So we stand there and I was just like standing, just looking at the ocean, closing my eyes and just feeling the air and everything felt so pure and everything was, it was released. And all of a sudden, like 50 crows are coming like and just circling up. We have never seen this many crows all together at once. Like it was the nature, it was speaking to us. And like I knew like all this suffering, like I'd been suffering since childhood. And I knew like it was gone. It was not there anymore. It was something came and did together with me to take it away. Like we did together. Um, it was also together with my ancestors. And I had been angry with my grandfather for what he had done to my grandmother. And when she forgave him, made me forgive him. And it was just a chance to do that. 
when I had been so angry for so many years. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. Definitely the beginning of my enlightenment. <laughs> you also had found your great-grandfather's journal. In reading it, you were really connecting with him. What you were experiencing, that was very special. In his house. Yeah, and I remember finding that journal also when I started to read. And he was sick. He was in the hospital. Like, Yes, that's right. It, it was the same as I went through. Like, He was in the hospital for months. The doctors didn't know any medication to give him. And he didn't really want medication. He didn't really believe medication. It was like, it was, our stories were synchronized. He hadn't written anything about God or Jesus or nothing. But in the middle of the journal, he starts to pray. Like he starts to ask, please, God, help me. Help me get through this and heal me and all this. He was begging for forgiveness for his sins. He felt punished. I could sense that. He was angry that he was punished. He didn't understand why this was happening to him. When I read that, I also realized, and this is something about myself that I'm very proud that I have and the ability I have is to inside me it was always a voice telling me that you will learn something from it too even if it hurts now you will learn from it it's not for nothing and I'm not saying that things should happen like that's the point but things will happen either way you cannot prevent things from happening because that's world that's just how it is so that I have the ability to look at the challenges and the darkness as an observer rather than a victim. I think I've been given a gift to overcome these things, these kind of feelings around challenges and around things happening in the world. And I remember even back at the time when I could be more angry as a child, actually. I could be very frustrated if, for a lot of things. But I was shown my future many times when I was a kid. And I knew that I was going to meet some really, really heavy darkness. It felt like I was prepared when I was a kid. But it's not before now, like even the recent, that I started to remember the insight. Like because then I, I, you know, I learn with law of attraction and I, I was thinking like, maybe I was shown and then I started to manifest it, but now I understand that's not exactly how it works. <laughs> so with my intuitive abilities, I like to lean back and see what comes for me because so much guidance mm -hmm. and I'm so prepared for the things that I meet and I still need energy that is challenging me for sure but i have a way different way of handling it because i see it from the perspective of my higher self of god of source of whatever people call it when you narrow it down it always comes to what you choose to believe with your heart hey listeners so sorry for the interruption 
I'd like to tell you about Uncovering the Mysteries of Kabbalah, an amazing opportunity to be mentored by one of Sense of Soul's affiliates, Rabbi Matthew Ponak. If you've listened to my prior episodes with him, then you know he has a ton of wisdom to share and is offering Sense of Soul listeners a special discount to take a deep and personalized dive into Kabbalah and the unfolding of your own personal journey. If you're interested, go to matthewponak.com backslash sense of soul. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-P-O-N-A-K.com backslash sense of soul to learn more and sign up. Now back to our amazing guest. You are so dedicated to healing your purpose to life and to see it through. To me, it's so interesting because I do connect it with the ancestors. Like when I think about you, I see your grandmothers with you, your grandfathers. I mean, it's just something that I can't separate you and your ancestors. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. I've never, well, no, I probably have, but you know, there's some people that are strong like that for me when I interact with them. And I think that just like you did with your grandfather and your grandmother, like you healed in this life and you saw that it also was healing for the past and it also is healing for the future. But I think that more people need to connect with that work because even though the spiritual work is amazing and connecting with guides and you know, and all the spiritual stuff, we can't forget that we're in these vehicles. And that healing, I think, is what connects us to earth, right? This is the 3D world, right? These bodies will go back into the earth. People want to skip that healing or don't want to do it, but I think it's very important. For me, it was probably the most crucial part in it. That was what I truly, truly needed because when you go through the healing journey, like I believe life is always healing, like you will always be on a healing journey. But to come to the point where you understand that now I need to begin change myself, mm-hmm. I think that is probably the hardest part to get to, to realize like you have all these things that is not serving you. Mm-hmm. And you have been taught that you should never change your personality you like and we have been misled in a way of how what it means like it's not bad to say like i remember saying to my best friend that because i learned from joe dispenser also mm-hmm. and he has this saying that to create a new reality you have to change your personality and when i said this one of my friends, him, it sounded horrible to say that. It was just like, why don't you like your personality? But we have an ego. The ego is there. And the ego will feed. And the ego will try to make you do all the harm to yourself. I've also changed like parts of myself that I, I did like. But it was still not serving me. So I couldn't continue. I had to also do something about that because it was not serving me. Like this is yeah. what I've been guided to do all the time. Like you have to always look at the things that are serving you or not. 
it's the work you do, it's the routines in the morning, like everything coming to how much it serves you. You're such a risk taker. I admire that about you. Like that's why I see you as a warrior because you're just so brave in your pursuit of happiness. I feel very supported. I have like to be connected with you and my friends and my and also when we go back like how supported we are from the universe and I have I feel humble every day I wake up. Yeah. Of the energies I get to feel throughout the day because I'm very, very blessed in the position I am in. And I know that by taking those teach me lessons that I can teach others, I know that I'm going to be fine. Probably it can put me in a really, I started to call it a human place. <laughs> to serve the collective, I know that I'm serving myself. Because we are all the same and we we are connected, all of us. And if I am a person that can be of any power to do that, I will do whatever it takes to reach that power because our planet truly needs it. And I work as a breakfast manager now in a hotel on an island in the ocean <laughs> just close to where I live. I was visiting the place a lot when I was a kid also. This is uh, like a, a common place for all the local people here, but we also have a lot of guests from all over the world. And I'm also the storyteller, so I do like the history of the place. There's so many great souls that's been living and running this island. And I've been lucky to learn from the locals and people that have lived there. But the story is always about like that the men went out fishing. And the kids and the women, they were running the whole of this island. When all the men went out to fish, they had to take care of everything when they were gone. And when they came back, they had to take all the fish. And they also had to comfort and take care of the men that's been out risking their lives. When I started storytelling, it was just my divine feminine was just like, this is our chance to now we're going to speak about the women. You're changing the narrative. It's amazing. Like, you have pictures around the rooms on the island. And in my room, it's this one picture of this man owning the island and his wife and another man. And they had been fishing and were holding a salmon. And under you have like small notes, fishing trips and their names. And it was only the men's names that were mentioned. Her name was not even there. But then again, like, I'm so happy to see this because it sparks that feminine fire that we should just own. So I remember I had a big group and it's, it was like 25 men, but they also brought all their rights. Mm -hmm. And I was making this storytelling and I started to like share the story. And I talked about the women as much as the men. And at the end of it, I just have to like to say something now because we have heard so much about the warrior men and we have always heard about how much men are fighting and how much men are doing and the hard work and all of this. But where would all of us be if it wasn't for the women? Like how strong these women are and having big hearts and how much love they have managed to have in every place they are. 
And now you're sitting here with your wives today and look at them. How would you feel if their stories were never told? And all the men were just standing, just applauding. And I was like, just. <laughs> so it was just such a great feeling to feel this because I could see like, yeah, because we are all masculine and feminine. Like we all have those both sides. So it was the first time I managed to like touch the energy of the men in the room, like to be heard like this and that they took it like this. They could relate from their feminine side also. Like that was a big accomplishment for me. Like when you travel, when you go places, you always witness those places where this is still going on and it's I'm trying not to be so sad about it, trying to always find the way how I can be a part of change instead of sadness. But it still brings me to the deepest sadness, like to know that people are struggling so much from this and that women need to go through all these things yeah. that are happening in the world. I know one of my purposes here is to, to be a channel for those women. And to be a healer for those women that was taken away from the ability to heal because they were not allowed to. What happened to healers? Like, what happened? Like, it would, they couldn't. They were not allowed. And it feels so great to be in a world where you will be hurt. <laughs> Every time I talk about this, it feels like people are standing, just putting their hands on my shoulder because... They really need someone that, someone like you, someone like me, to be their voices now because it's too much suffering. It is amazing that we've come so far, but yet we haven't. But you're right, with voices like yours, oh God, you're so powerful in, in your story. You can just sense this authenticity and just this real desire you know, to help not only other women, but also just everyone, you know, to find that balance between the energies and also Mother Earth. It's very touching. And, you know, I want to kind of go back because the land that you live on, there's a connection with the land. Mm. Well, and also really cool thing that you had showed me the Viking graves, I mean, on your land. Isn't it even named after your last name, which is <laughs> incredible? You're right there on this like little, like a little bay or peninsula. Mm -hmm. What is it? This down by the, by the ocean. It's yeah. Down that hazelnut for it. <laughs> Every time I come home, like it's also very emotional to me. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, this land with nature always assured me. And for me back then, it was the nature that was talking to me. But having learned what I do know now is that for some part, it's been basically people that's been talking to me. It's been but so much sadness because I was away for so long. Like I stopped when I was 11, when my grandmother died, it just stopped. It was too painful to connect. My grandmother was my human safety here in big parts of my life that's been we all like we know that there are hardships in families and it's 
a lot of difficulties. So when my grandmother transitioned, it was just lonely and I cut off connection with everything. So a lot of sadness of being away for so long. But now, like now, it's pure happiness because we are in this energy and being in this frequency that I'm in together with my higher self and all that surrounds us, especially in this place. It's very powerful. But I just like that I have a husband in Thailand and and you know it's been not easy and it's been easy and it's been many, many, many things that have challenged us both in many ways. And now when I came to where he's from in Thailand, as a feminine fighter, it was hard having to accept the way, for example, for me, it cannot make sense that women are not allowed to pray with their voice, but the men are. So I raised question about many things when I was there and it was not always so easy to raise those questions, but I knew that I had to. I knew that it was my purpose to do that. I knew that we are to learn even more about what was teached because it's not everything that is right anymore because humans have putting their ego inside of many things now. So every time like, things got hard or I needed to go by myself, I walked down to the ocean just close to my husband's family house. And I remember the first time going to go home and just being like what I knew and where I like could just speak freely without thinking of nothing. And I came down there and I was crying like, because I, I love this man so much also. <laughs> to have moments where you're like even in doubt, it was very painful. And I remember this one time going down to the ocean and the same feeling as I have here just came and just, just wrapped around me. And I knew like it was never about the place. <laughs> so to have that knowledge now that it's within reach. No matter where, it's about my choice to connect. It was a very, very powerful experience to have because it was like all of this energy that I always feel like, you know, how I feel in my house. It was all there and I knew like, and I saw some darkness. I could, I could even like, no, I was never scared. Actually, I cannot say that because I was never scared, but it was times where it was only me believing what I was believing and all of these people were challenging me and and it was fine because I knew like in the second that I just walked down there I get the feeling again that I'm safe and everything is okay. To know that I'm always protected and held and understood by something that's way greater than any of this. I know like I don't need to be afraid of nothing. I don't need to be scared going into situations. I don't need to worry. I am guided. Like in every relationship, and especially when we come from two different worlds, almost like it can't be compared in any way. They have a strong belief about like 
how bad it is to be with someone that's not in the room. Like, it, we have to see the whole picture either way. Like, but at the same time, like, how they, how they chose to understand and how they chose to embrace and welcome the love of us. Because they see, like, I had people sitting, speaking to me in Thai. I didn't understand nothing. <laughs> but I understood everything. Because they spoke from their hearts. We have tried to, to get this relationship for many lifetimes, I'm sure. So he has been very disappointed that I stayed in Norway for so long. I was going to say for two months, and now I, I will be saying it for seven. So. I'm just a really, really, really good feeling like going ahead now because I'm so grounded in what I've learned and understood and what I'm yet to understand. But I'm no longer like looking like what more do I need to understand because I know I'm going to understand and arrive at the exact time, you know, when it's supposed to. Just unfolding when it's unfolding. But I recently listen to a podcast you did with Michael about Angel could only listen like 25 minutes I listen and during those 25 minutes your energy, the energy you had in the conversation of the two of you mm -hmm. brought me back to like the, the first time I had the feeling of creating something together with the divine and it brought me back to Thich Nhat Hanh. it brought me back to a spiritual journey and to to come back home to the feeling of the desire that you have like with what I have received the line of compassion and with to begin the work that I'm supposed to do or that I want to do the work I, I truly desire to do here is that I can make changes and differences for the better in places like where my husband's from, for kids, for for the people that haven't been seen or heard. Because you have in Thailand, for example, it's not uncommon for kids to be hit. And by believing people like take that time, I have also come to the place where I cannot truly be angry with someone for anything either. I can only choose to go to that place with as much peace as I can to help them transform this and evolve away from it. Yeah, I'm just very, very happy to be put in this position. You know what's crazy? Is that there's been so many things that have tried to steal your voice. And actually, when we first start working that was a big one for you you didn't want to speak up you didn't think you could you know you were you know it was holding you back I mean I remember you even telling me you know you could physically feel you know in your throat you know something blocking you from trying to steal your voice but yeah that's why I say you're a warrior because you're like no you fought against it and you found your voice. Mm. And I mean, the things that you write, the, you know, the way that you speak, 
is truly inspiring. So thank God that nobody stole your voice. Pull your throat chakra out. This is, I believe, Sana, that many people, many energies have tried to take in your voice and my voice and many of the light's voices for a lifetime. Yeah. But I've also come to believe that this is the lifetime where we succeed, like this is where we actually. Hmm, start the evolution that we have been fighting for like this is it was always worth like it was always we have been so deep down that i knew like i could never have to to take my own life could never like that's i know that it was never within my reach of nothing but at times where things were so hard and dark and it was i had all these authorities around me where i had the hospitals that said you will never be healthy again i had the administration for work in norway saying that we want to put on paper that you can never work again and i had the court system and men in power that was saying that I was lying about rape and it was it was just so many things that at some point I also remember like asking like how do I get through this how how am I still here and it even came to the point where I started to Convince myself, like, you're the you're the value. Something will take the life from you. And it was not sadness for me. It was absolutely not sadness. It was how I got through it. Because I knew, like, it's not going to be forever. But then when the power and the force awaken, Nothing will kill me for sure. I, I know now that it's it's not going to happen, and I finally like go. I'm back to the pure happiness of living, of being here, of being in a place where we can do good and where we can spread what we know. We can spread the love. We can heal. We are healers. Like we are, we are powerful beings that choose to love the next and the one before us like we love ourselves but it took longer to come to loving ourselves because it was always easier to love the people around us i know you feel the same and you have done this since you were a kid also and to always have all this love for everybody else all you want is to help the whole of the world always and to get the liberation of wanting the same for yourself and to come to see that that was also the meaning. That was also the purpose. It was never about everybody else. 
it was about you and everybody else. It's just a very beautiful place to land in. <laughs> and now when I like this is also my biggest desire with my husband to see him love himself truly like it's desire I want for everybody on this planet is to come home to the feeling of self-love because that's what you teach me Shana. you showed me this in the most beautiful way and I remember the resistance I had in the beginning like oh, I could crunch every time I think of it but then I was lucky enough to be connected to you and I knew, like, you gave me, you, you sent me that energy and that force to come to this place. And I'm just so, so grateful for everything. And I'm also grateful for the challenges because it's lessened. But I was very, very, very deep down away from loving myself. And so, so many people that I meet every day almost that I know do not have this feeling for themselves so to have a teacher like you the teacher you are you have chosen to be to this world I admire more than anything to be that light for someone that truly needs it because for me like I don't think I would have healed Shana if for me it was it was so close to just going into the to the disease and just being there because I was so tired. Yeah. And then I met you and I got all this power to continue. I got all this energy because you were holding energy for me also and you supported me and you showed me who I was. I couldn't see. It wasn't possible for me to see this. I knew, like, when I got the disease, like, I heard, then also, like, I heard that you will heal this, you will find a way. Like, I knew also that it wasn't about the disease anymore. It was at the level of being tired, I was in. And now I can never use the word tired anymore. Like, I can't even say, like, I'm tired because... This is not tired. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is nothing like that. That's just something else. But what's going on in the world now is it's so many tragedies. What's happening, but it's also so many miracles that are happening every day now. I didn't know I had this power at all. I had forgotten everything about it. And I healed something that the doctor said was impossible, a very serious disease. And I know that when I have this power to do this, everyone too. I think so. Just you telling me that story about those men clapping, <laughs> that's a miracle in itself. Yeah, isn't it? Oh, Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you. Yeah, because it's important to share because so many people are feeling that. So many are feeling a lack of that, you know, or somebody is in it and 
they're letting the disease control their lives or someone else control their lives. And that sovereignty that you experience within is, is available to everyone. And I love living vicariously through you and your adventures in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> You're all in my understanding. You know, I say now to all the guests that I have at work that we have to remember that we are living in a very exciting time. This is extremely exciting because with Tignaton, like the way he shares his word, he shares his wisdom and shares his love and compassion. That it teaches that it, no religion is bad. It's about what you choose to learn from either way. And that we are beings of Mother Earth. And we are here to take care and to, to love. Yeah. It's pure love. That's, for me, love truly healed every part and every aspect of my life. It was not only the love with me and my husband. It was the love I got to experience with you. It was the love I experienced with my family. It was the love that I experienced with my friends. And the love that I experienced with nature, with Mother Earth, with spirits. And the darkness that sometimes arrives and come and go. It can never be compared. Like, it's not strong enough. Not enough power in that. And... Thanks to you, and thanks to universe, and thanks to divine feminine, all the love. Yeah. If anyone listening wants to get a hold of you, where can they find you? And now you know the camping nomad is coming. <laughs> I'm slowly building my website, and I would say, like right now, the easiest way is to contact me by email. But I will also release my own podcast very soon. That will be beautiful. Only those speaking. I love it, love it, love it. And then your book will follow as you're a good writer too. Thank you. Yeah. All right, love. Well, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Shana, for everything. The way you have empowered me and heard me and seen me. It's truly, truly special to have a sister. So much love. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul Podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.